Hi, I'm Kellogg. Oma. Trya. March. Flynn. And I'm your DM, Ethan. Welcome to Venture Forth. Previously, you had all entered the city of Addersfeld. After a long journey into the forests to the north, you guys finally came to a settlement. Um, after approaching the peoples outside and, and a little uh, scuffle, you guys entered the city and uh, decided to go on various tasks. Um, Flynn and Shreya went to the Iron Light Castle where Flynn had to uh, turn in his mission, um, report back the success of what he had done in the forests to the north. Um, after that, he had gone on a little bit of a, uh, a journey through the Iron Light Castle to, um, to unlock these new powers and abilities that these initiates get at a certain point in their training. On the other side of town, um, Ulma, March, and Kellek had found themselves in the Temple District, uh, the sort of religious center of this town. Um, and where there are temples to the old gods everywhere, you guys found a temple to Atir, the god of wisdom. Um, so you guys had approached and decided that you wanted to uh, try and decipher these, these words, these ancient um, texts that you guys had scribbled onto paper. Um, after finding a, uh, a suitable temple to a tier um, and entering, finding just a, a pretty much a library inside this temple, um, you uh, Oma actually was uh, the only one to go inside of the temple, and she met with a uh, head of the temple called Vincent Ratley. Um, he was deep in study, but she was able to pull him from his work along with his assistant, Rory Rorsk. And they went to the back to find that the writing that they had scribbled on this paper was not abyssal, but in fact, infernal. And uh, after a brief translation, that is where we're going to pick up. So, Ulma, you are looking at this paper with this ancient infernal on it. And as Vincent is, is going over the letters and sort of decoding this message, um, you sort of, you feel sort of a, a breakthrough in your mind as um, the words sort of connect with you in, in this strange way, as you feel um, a power within you begin to grow as you level up. Um, <laughs> Kellick, um, being... In mm -hmm. this temple district, once more, is is flooding back these memories that you've had. Um, looking around, uh, being a cleric, all of these these spiritual iconography around you, all of these temples, just sort of deepens your your confusion that you're feeling at the moment, and sort of that that pit of frustration. And as it sort of brings up all of these questions in your mind, it, it hardens your resolve and. And you question how to move forward as you also level up. March, in a very similar fashion, you're looking around at all of these temples as, as, you know, just sort of asking some of the same questions that that Kaelic might be asking, um, as you 
also level up. Um, Flynn, you are in the courtyard at this point with Shreya, the courtyard of the Ironlight Castle. Um, you guys had taken a brief moment after your little um, trial of the binding. And you sit there, and for the first time, you you sort of take in this new power and these new abilities that you have as you also level up. And Shreya, um, sitting there with Flynn, having mm-hmm. Flynn just come out of his um, trial of the binding, um, you're looking down at this gem inside of the bracer. And having sat with it for an hour, you're looking at it and your your understanding of life and death has reached new depths. And you're sort of awakened to this new possibility as you also level up. So we are going to head back over to Olma, who is in the private study of Vincent Ratley. And as you guys are pouring over this, this note, you can see Vincent taking notes and sort of pulling Rory over and, and explaining that, uh, oh, uh, this character usually means something, but when it's, when it's in conjunction with these two characters on the outside, it slightly changes its meaning. And she's also taking notes in her notebook. So as you see them, um, pouring over this letter, what would you like to do? So to clarify the, what I know is on the letter or at least on all of them, the, the small scripture that was on every single one said in death as in life, I shall serve the outcast. May my end be the beginning, right? That is correct. Um, was there anything more there or was that it? Um, let me see. So on that scripture, in life as in death, I shall serve the outcast. My May my end be the beginning. Yes. And then that second little piece that you took off all of the secondary tombs was just in death as in life, I shall serve the outcast. Got it. Okay. So the two pieces. Okay. So so that's all that's there. Yes. That is correct. From what I can tell. Mm-hmm. Seems fine. Seems, you know, pretty harmless. Honestly. Um, everything's fine. So I'm going to go, I'm going to walk over <laughs> to where... Um, Vincent and Rory are, are kind of mumbling over the piece of paper. Um, excuse me? Yes. Um, have you ever seen anything like this before? Um, and Vincent looks over and says, uh, this is the first time that in, in quite some time I've seen Infernal in, in such a way like this. Um, this is not an, an everyday occurrence and, and this is something to be studied for sure. Right. Super. I I totally get that. Um, but uh, if something were written like this, and you say found it on a tomb of a beast, <laughs> not that I did, but if one did find this on a tomb of of a of a spiritual beast of some kind, um, how old do you think that might have been? Well, um, going by the, the, the language being used, the, <clears throat> excuse me, the, the sort of um, way that, that these things are presented here, I would say at least hundreds, if not thousands of years old. Right. Um, and say... One of those graves was empty, but wasn't empty hundreds of thousands of years ago. Um, 
How bad would that be? I feel like this is not hypothetical. Um, I'm, I'm sort of picking that up <laughs> off of you. Um, but I would hope that if this were hypothetical, <laughs> hypothetically, you would tell me where this was located so I can take the proper steps to make sure that nothing bad comes of this. Sure, sure. I'm just curious because I'm, you know, I'm learning. I, I want to be like you. I would love that. That sounds like a ton of fun. And I'm just curious what one would do if they saw something like that. Like you, you're so big and strong. What would you do if you saw something like that? Um, well, I, I, I know that there's quite a bit of study that must come from this. Um, would you be inclined to tell me where this is? I, I would love to dive further oh. into where this was found. Yeah, yeah, I just found it from a book. Oh. And I copied it down. Mm-hmm. Where is that book located now? I don't have it. <laughs> make, a, make a deception check. Holy shit, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's a natural 19. Um, oh, hey. <laughs> um, per- persuasion? Uh, 20? Uh, Sorry? Deception. Deception. 22. Okay. <laughs> um, That's funny. Okay. Um, so you, you don't have this book in your possession anymore? Mm-mm. I no? don't have anything in my possession. See, and I open up my backpack. Um, Rory, could you go and, and just grab that map over on, on that table over there? And she runs over and grabs the map and and lays it down on the table. Uh, Could you just point out on this map just where it was that you scribbled this down? Sure, I can totally do that. And I just kind of stare at the map and I say, you know, I was over here a little bit. And I point to like a general area in the north. And then I was kind of over (laughs) here and I point to like the total opposite area. And I don't really know how I got from one place to the other. I mean, sometimes there are teleportation circles and sometimes there's not. I mean, I, (laughs) I don't know. Okay. Um, well, is is there anything else? I mean, I I can I can take this and and do with it what I will. I believe there are some um, some people here at the temple who can trace this back uh, using various magics. Um, but it would just it would be so much easier if, if you could just point me where where it was. Oh boy, wouldn't it though? Um, if only I could remember. Um, so so I do just I'm do I'm just a little curious. Um. I, I just don't understand what this could mean. Like, does it jog your memory of anything? Um, no. No, it doesn't. Um, can I see if he's lying to me? Yeah, make an insight check. Oh, that's terrible, guys. Eight. Eight? Um, no, he doesn't recognize. He, obviously, he recognizes the language, um, but he doesn't recognize these words in particular. Um, hmm. I don't know what else to ask. <laughs> um, can I look at him and see if there's anything on him that appears um, strange or out of place? Um, yeah, you can either make a perception check or a religion check. They are the same. 14. Uh, 14. Looking him up and down, um, as well as his assistant, it's just the general iconography of someone who would be leading mm-hmm. leading this temple. Okay. Um, you can see different symbols on his robes of, um, like, uh, symbols to a tear and, and things of that nature. But 
without a deeper knowledge of this this temple itself, there's really nothing that jumps out. Okay, um... Um, well... And I just, like... With my hands, I do a nice little, like, snap, clap. Um... I guess I'll be going then. Um, <laughs> thanks so much for your help. Um, I don't know what any of it means, and I and I actually don't know if it's help at all. But at least we know what language it is. Um, what kind of things speak this language, by the way? Oh, um, uh, generally, um, things that you don't want to be uh, messing with. Um, oh, for sure, for sure. I don't want to mess with anything. This is usually the language of devils and their their followers and their worshippers. Devils. Yes. Hmm. Do devils sometimes look like wolves? I'm sure they can. Some of them hmm. can take whatever forms they would mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Do you think devils live in crowns? Um... Uh, not that I've heard of. Um, hmm. No, I, I've heard of of, of devils being trapped uh, within uh, certain objects, uh, being oh. their their soul being bound to certain certain places, certain items, um, uh, that sort of thing. But um, not particularly a crown. I don't think I, I recall that. What about crystals? Uh, crystals are actually the primary means of, of trapping essence. Um, they they their their structure within um, makes it ideal for preserving an essence and a soul within. Um, huh, you yeah. don't say. Wow, crystals can trap souls like anybody's soul. Um, yes, if you if you have the right magic. Mm, what kind of magic would that be? Um, generally, that would actually be the magic of uh, several high-level mages. Um, it is very rare for one person to just be able to um, um, securely, for, for long periods of time, trap uh, a soul within a gem uh, of, of that you know, how nature. You, how do you normally get the souls out of the gems? Can um, they do it themselves, or does somebody else have to do it for them? Um, if you are uh, taking... Uh, a soul and, and permanently imprisoning it into some sort of crystal. Um, there is generally a lengthy process that that requires it being um, sealed into it. But once that process is done, um, the soul has no way of escaping. It's it's sort of uh, uh, meshed within the the crystalline structure of the gem, where the soul itself is sort of folded in onto itself. Mm. So any hope hope of escape once you are in there is is snuffed out fairly quickly. Wow, but what if the gem broke? Um, that would generally have a high probability of destroying the soul. Um, if not, the soul might uh, uh, simply escape and, and attach to the nearest uh, host. Ah, oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, well, thank you. You've been very, very helpful today. Um, is there a tip jar around here or um, how do I thank you? Uh, you can thank me by um, letting me keep this this uh, fine piece of uh, of Inferno. Uh, I'd love to add it to my notes and add it to my collection for, for mm. further study if you would let me keep it. Hmm. I mean, it's just the only reminder I have of my book. 
Oh, okay. Would you allow me five or so minutes to uh, copy it down into my notes? Sure. So Go I have a record it. of it? Fantastic. Thank you. And as he begins um, copying, you know, these down, and even you can see, since this is this is sort of a tracing done with some um, charcoal onto this paper, he's even copying some of the um, sort of like outlining fragments mm-hmm. of the rock. He's sort of trying to draw in all of the detail of, of the rock, not just the basic letter forms. Um, but as he begins this process, and you can see Rory trying to, to do the same, um, Kellick and, and uh, March, what are you guys doing just outside in the Temple District? I'm just uh, tapping my foot, just like looking around, looking over to March, like glancing at her kind of like uh, whether or not she's looking at me I'm just like burning a hole in the back of her skull <laughs> looking at her uh, how do you think she's doing in there I'm sure she's fine I'm I'm gonna start like almost like like itching like wanting to almost remove clothing in a sense like just severely not comfortable but trying as hard as I possibly can to not appear to be like I'm burning alive from the inside out yeah she's she's okay I'm sure and if not then we'll just go in and get her right yeah we'll go in we can go in it's fine everything's fine March how would we know if she wasn't doing well We'd, we'd have to know that to go in and get her I mean, you've seen her. She, she, she's, look, Alma oh. looks like a girl, but she's fine. She can handle herself. You don't think she's going to blow up the library, do you? <laughs> we can only hope. <laughs> no, no, March, we, we shouldn't hope for that. Oh. Whatever uh, you think about it here, the, the, the amount of knowledge. Uh, yeah, and Valuable no. information in that place. You are very right. No, um, I'm sure she's not gonna. She's not gonna blow up the library, and if oh, she was no. going to, we would know by now. Right. There's a higher likelihood of her having a, another eyeball. Well, that doesn't give me much peace. But uh, if you want me to go in, I'll go in and check on her. But I'm sure that's she- all right. That's all right. I, there's no reason <laughs> that someone in the in the front room of any of these temples would, uh, you know, have to, to harm Oma. <laughs> they do that in the back rooms. That's encouraging. I'm going in now. And <laughs> with that note, I kind of want to, like, <laughs> hesitantly, like, reach for the door, but then I'm going to slink back. Like, well, we're, we're still it. further back. Yeah, we're, we're several hundred feet away. Yeah, you guys are outside oh, sort of on the streets um, okay. as Oma, Oma went in by herself. I'm going to take one March step looks like, forward in that yeah. direction and then just wheel it back. Like, right back where I was two seconds ago. But now she's fine. It's fine. She's okay. I will begin to nervously redo my bandage as I look around the, at the decorations of this district. And uh, as you're redoing your bandage... Um, both of you guys see a young human boy uh, running up to you. He's got uh, 
pile of flyers in his hand and you can see he's handing these flyers out to, to everyone who will take them and as he runs up to you guys he uh, he runs up and with a big smile on his face uh, looks to both of you and says excuse me um, have either of you seen the light? Uh, of which light are you speaking my boy? Oh, uh, the best light around, uh, that's the light of Vermeer. Um, we have, uh, fantastic services daily, sun up to sundown, and, uh, we would love it so much if you came by and, and joined us. And he's reaching his hand out, sort of putting a flyer up to you, trying to get you to, to take it. For a moment, uh, a broad smile covers my face, and look down at this kid. Uh, I kneel down, and I, I take the flyer from him. Look over it. Is this flyer familiar to me? Um, yeah, it's it's a very standard um, invitation to worship. We'll be sure to check it out, boy. Sounds lovely. Thank you, and I, I can't wait to to see you there. I I I can I can see the light within you. Um, As in you, lad. Okay, bye. And he he turns around. <laughs> he turns around and, and begins running in the other direction, having found a, another group of people and trying to hand out the flyers. He seemed very happy. I. It feels good bringing light uh, to others. Is that typical that they just kind of come up and, and do that around here? Pamir has a way of uh, emboldening people. Huh. Not much hope for the lad, is there? Wouldn't really know. He just seemed uh, seemed very into handing out flyers and getting people to come on in. But I suppose if that's what makes him happy, then don't want to say anything oh. else. March, we're talking about a place where you can have your diseases removed. You can have your your curses cured. You can have your lacerations repaired. It's a lot of indisputably good things to come from attending a a, a place of worship for the goddess of light. I will take your word for it. Not you should. March. I am going to have you make um, make either a perception or a religion check. Whichever you would like. Okay. Um, I'll do perception and that's going to be 16. Uh, 16. Okay. Um, so you are just sort of being taking in all of these, you know, temples on uh, the left to a tier um, and uh, temples to the right for uh, Lauris and um, Ilduria. And you can see these these different iconographies on, on these temples. You can see that the one to Ilduria um, is just covered in plant life and wilds. Um, sort of similar in effect to what you guys had seen in the forest, but but a lot more um, well well crafted 
Um, this is an actual building. This isn't really an outdoor outdoor place. This is a building that's been um, carefully manicured to where the vines are wrapping up and around the the building itself, and little flowers are sprouting every once in a while. Um, and you can see the one that uh, that Oma went into. A tear is very like geometrically it's perfect in in all of its angles and all of the stone walls are perfectly smooth and you can see these little golden accents um everywhere above the door um that has some little iconography onto it um and just all around a a very structurally perfect building and then you look off to your right and you see another temple um a little bit more humble uh a little bit smaller um, but still made of some of the sta- same um, white stone that the other temples are made of. Um, and you see people walking in and out of it. Um, you see people in in very, you know, um, very common robes. It's not the the intricate and detailed robes that are coming in and out of the temple that Oma went into, to a tier. Um, these are, are very humble people. And right outside of this temple you see a stone statue um, of a female dragonborn standing there. She's got her shield in one hand and a long spear in the other hand, standing there confidently. And you can see her scales have been painted red, and then that paint has faded over time, and, and there's red paint painted over the faded paint. And you can see that that over time, people have come and painted this thing over and over and over again. And as you look to it, you sort of acknowledge the people coming in and out. Um, As you see that temple, is there anything that you would like to do? Uh, I'm going to sort of take another kind of shuffle in that direction, kind of cast my eyes between a Kalik in this this temple, just more or less intrigued about this statue out front of um, a female dragonborn kind of thing. More, how far away necessarily is this temple from me? Um, you're a couple hundred feet away. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, I think because it's basically three is what we're saying. This is we're saying there's the one to Elduria, there's one to El. Altier, and then this other one. Um, and they're actually, almost... I'm going to have you make another uh, religion check for me because there are more temples here. We'll just see how many you're able to. Okay. Um, that one's religion. That's a 16. A 16. Yeah, so you're able to see at least one temple to every old, go- old god here. Um, okay. You see uh, one to Famir, which the little boy had sort of pointed back and uh, pointed you towards. Um, you see the one to Ilduria, covered in vines. You see the one to Fenra, with the statue outside of it. Um, and then you see one to uh, Lauris, which is a it's a, a much darker stone, um, almost like it's it's been singed or burned. Um, the stone itself has been burned in some sort of fire, but still like very structurally safe. It seemed like maybe. It's not like the building was burnt down, but it seems like the stone itself was purposefully um, put into flames. And then you see the one, obviously, to a tier that Ulma is in. 
Okay. And the one with the stone statue, I am able to tell what what god it is. I'm able to tell exactly what this is. Yes, you're able to tell that that's that's a temple to Fenra. To Fenra. Um, knowing and kind of seeing it, uh, I'm going to keep squirming, but it's very obvious that I would like to kind of go in that direction, but I don't necessarily want to speak those words out loud to say, I want to go in that direction. Okay. Are I you going to try and... Migrate. Okay. Like, I want to... I want to attempt to engage Kalik in conversation while subtly moving us in that direction, if that's in any way possible. Yeah, sure. How are you doing that? I hadn't gotten that far. I'd like to find the nearest uh, source of flame, or I'm imagining there's maybe a, a torch nearby, or is there anything close uh, that would be on fire? Um, yeah, actually, <laughs> you look over to um, the uh, temple that you can see. You can navigate these streets perfectly. You know exactly what's here. Um, and you know that the Temple de Lauris has torches, and there's a big raging fire out front. Um, just sort of like a uh, uh, like a well kept in bonfire that's like constantly in flames. Right. Uh, I mean, is it how close is that to us? Um, it's a couple hundred feet away. You uh, you guys are sort of in on the main street here, um, and this Temple de Lauris is a little bit down the road onto your right. <sighs> By the light. You might see a sort of wasteful look across my face as I'm looking on this flyer and watching this kid go around distributing the good news. And uh, so it'd be fairly easy for us to take a, a little bit of a stroll. Uh, and uh, if if this uh, if the temple to Lauris is on the way uh, to where March is headed, then I will, as casually and surreptitiously as possible, set the flyer on fire. Uh, I'm gonna have to ask what that means. <laughs> uh, if as we're as we're passing this uh, the the bonfire, if I can light uh, the the flyer that the little boy gave to me. Oh, uh, gotcha. I want to set it on fire. <laughs> gotcha. Um, yeah, for sure. So um, yeah, as as you're walking past it on sort of walking down this street, um, you look in and as you're approaching this this massive fire um at the entrance um it's it is like this this eternally burning flame and it's bright it's almost hard to look at how bright it is um and as you approach it um you don't see any sort of embers coming off of it 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 seems to be just the fire some sort of of magical flame here um and you go over and you and you toss the fire in and it takes up the flame and it burns to ashes. I'll uh, kind of look around and just uh, uh, in no particular direction and just give kind of a, a wry uh, smile into into the ether. And then I'll turn back to March and uh, as we're walking I'll say uh, uh, have, you, have you been to Addersfeld before, March? Um, it's possible, but not that I've known or recall, but no, I don't believe so. But it's 
possible. But you, you might not remember. There was a time where I don't really remember several things, but none of this seems terribly familiar. Um, how about yourself? <laughs> that's, uh, that's interesting. How much of your life are you missing, exactly? Not much of it. It's just, you know, I've never really... For a while before I, I really met Alma, I wasn't really staying in any one area, per se. All the towns, they, they do tend to blend together, in a sense. So, is it possible I've been here? What, you can't remember if you've visited one of the biggest cities of Elbor? Certainly, Vondel. I'm Again, I'm sure that I have, but... There was also a period where I simply wasn't looking around, per se. I wasn't looking up. I was always looking down, and all the dirt and everything just blended together, and it all just became one. I'll uh, look down at the dirty pavement and look up at the ostentatious uh, towers of these temples and just say, eh, you know... Uh, looking up uh, might be advisable as we uh, proceed down this path. I'm not sure uh, there will be much beauty to be found, but my experience t- t- tends not to be uh, where the dirt is. You know, I'm getting there now. I'm working on it. It's... Things, things occur. I mean, when we met you, what was... What necessarily was happening when we met you? You seemed skilled, but flustered. Oh, so your memory is not so bad. (laughs) Uh, On occasion, on occasion, you did help to help us out very much so, and we appreciated that, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm only recently realizing that it's it's okay to take a look around and realize where I'm actually at, as opposed to just not caring anymore. I I don't uh, I've I've not met uh, many of your kind, so I can't speak to uh, you know what kind of experience you've had, but. Uh, in my life I've found it's better to remember than to not and however you can find to do that uh, I think you should otherwise how are you supposed to learn yeah keep keep making mistakes and, and at a certain point I've come to realize that there were things that I had hoped I wouldn't remember that now I realize I don't want to forget. So. Such as. It's a lot. We'll we'll go into it once Alma's not in a library potentially blowing it up. <laughs> when do you suppose that'll be? That we don't have to worry about Alma blowing up a library? When she's sleeping. All right. Pretty much the best time. Can't say that that is convincing to me. I'd keep an eye on her even then. It's not a bad observation, actually. 
Do you know all these temples, then? Do you, or do you know only just one, or...? This... This was my home. This is the place that I spent my uh, happiest years. When was this? How long ago? Not long enough. What drove you from this place? Well, that little boy, uh, he sees the things Famir can provide. He sees the community, the solace, the kindness, the power, the joy of helping others. But he hasn't yet seen what that power can do to people. And the way that structures can leave. And Kellogg just becomes uh, kind of overcome with emotion and, and uh, his, his eyes drift into the middle distance and can leave people behind. I'm going to uh, sort of not really say anything in response for a minute, but kind of cast my eyes down and then sort of lift them up and, and put a hand on, on Kaylee's shoulder and say, I, I, I feel that you and I may have had or have more similarities and more in common than perhaps we've actually ever discussed in the past. And you remind me of someone I, I once knew a long, long time ago. And he was he was a good man as well. And it's going to always be a process. But um you know I'm not good at these 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 conversations and these these talks, but I appreciate having having met you and having being able to experience something to this nature again in terms of, of camaraderie and understanding that somebody else may feel similar to myself. I sort of look back and forth between her eyes. I don't feel any camaraderie with you, Marsh. Don't mistake my wistful meanderance for some kind of trust and then Kellogg will kind of like pull away and and, and uh, just drift shrug my shoulders and just <laughs> okay and then sort of stop how close are we at this point to the temple uh, you guys are right outside you guys are approaching it right now Okay. I am going to kind of just shrug my shoulders and say, if that's what you believe. And then I would like to just walk over to the statue of the dragonborn and just kind of, if I'm able to, just put a quick hand on it and kind of put a hand on it, not say anything, and sort of just 
shake my head and then walk back towards the temple that Alma's at. All right. As you approach, um, you walk up and you can see uh, there's a little, um, a little, uh, I don't know how to describe it, a little um, pillar that she's standing on. Um, and around that base is, as you can see now approaching, um, a couple of um, large bowls, about four or five of these bowls um, sitting around the base of this statue. And these bowls are filled with um, a red red substance, some sort of red substance. And you can see uh, a woman walks out of the temple in just a very plain commoner's robe. Um, she walks out and she walks over to one of the bowls and she reaches in and she pulls out a paintbrush and she dips the paintbrush into this red paint in the bowl and she walks over to the statue and just paints one of the red scales on the statue. Just spends a, a couple seconds painting this singular scale and then puts the paintbrush back. And then she walks away. And you can see another younger man walks out and walks up to another bowl and does the same thing as well. And and looking up now, you can see the layers of this red paint that have faded over time and then, and then have been reapplied um, to each of these individual scales. And with that, would you like to walk away? Yep. Okay, you walk away. I'm going to continue to walk away. <laughs> At least for March. Right. I don't know what Kaylee's going to do. <laughs> All right. Um, are you both now heading back to the Temple of Atir? Uh, I'd say we... we uh, Kaylee would do his best to sort of keep a, a, a rough distance from all of them. So within, you know, 200 uh, to 100 feet right. of, of a tier's temple. Okay. So as you guys begin walking back to the temple um, to meet up with Oma, um, Shreya and Flynn, you guys are now, Flynn, just exiting um, the Trial of the Binding. You are now walking out into the courtyard of the Iron Light Castle. Um, you can see now walking out with Shreya, you can see the um, combat dummies set up in one of the corners. And you can see the one that Chath had set on fire with his um, dragon's breath is still sort of burning a little bit. There are still some singes on the wood. And um, as you guys are walking into the courtyard, what would you guys like to do? Whew, man. That was, uh, man, I needed that. I needed that rest. <laughs> well, I think we, I think we should find chat. I'll look around. Do I, do I see him? <clears throat> um, no, not in this courtyard area. You do not. Um, am, am I, am I used to it being this empty? Yeah, when you were here before, um, this isn't a very lively place. Um, the members here don't stay for long extended periods of time, so it's very common for the castle to be nearly empty, um, aside from the the bare minimum staff there. Um, you were usually used to having at least a couple people around you at most times, um, but now coming back, this is a little bit lonelier than usual. Mm. Um, and we did 
rest a little bit after, right? Yes, you got okay. into short rest um, after your trial. Um, I guess if we could recon a little bit. While we were resting, um, I think I would just kind of like, as I'm leaned up against the pavement, kind of taking deep breaths and like calming down after the after that ordeal, um, I'll just kind of look over to Shreya. Hey, um, whew, uh, I'm actually curious. I've, I've never actually seen a bird person. Is that okay to say? Um, where are you from? Uh, being in this kind of new environment along with all of these different types of beings, I do not wish to discuss my homeland at the moment. I'm much more interested right now in taking in what seems to be around, around us. Okay, um, no worries, we can just... I will say, Flynn, you, you do look like a a new man, or perhaps a, a new half-man. You should have just stopped at the first part. <laughs> anyway, um, that's, yeah, thanks, I guess. Um, well, I'm feeling a little bit better after that. Um, I guess we go find, um, go find Chap. I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll catch up and learn about each other another time i i suppose and if if we'll if as we start to search for for chath i'm gonna then kind of whisper to flynn under my breath uh as we're kind of walking side by side i do i come from an ancient place an ancient or a long range of mountains very very far from here on the edge of the world but it I do not like talking about where I'm from because it brings up not the best memories. It is a place I I long for in some of my deepest dreams and meditations. Uh, uh, uh. And then I, uh, as I shake my feathers, sort of like flare out and then back in a little bit. Uh, and then I kind of keep, my, keep, like crane my head to the side to keep some of my feathers down. Um... Perhaps in a time and space where we're not surrounded by so many other beings and creatures and it's kind of Flynnel setting. Just reach up and, and put his hand on on your uh, hand, I guess, if he can reach it. And just be like, hey, it's all right, man. An ancient place. I look forward to hearing about it sometime. I know. I, you just... Every time I see you and look at you, you are always so... Curious and inquisitive, I, I just want to answer all your questions. So I felt compelled to try. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. And whenever the time comes where you feel comfortable enough to talk about it, I'll be ready. You are a good, good small creature. <laughs> Uh, you almost you almost had it almost person just good person would have been great but hey thanks for the thanks for that all right let's go find chat um i'll i'll just start leading the way and i'll look for i'll look for chat actually before as we're looking for chat i'll notice 
I'm like after I picked my stuff and I'm holding my shield in my hand, I'll realize that like I can't really use it and do my spell casting. So I'll look up I, I, like as we're about to head off and I pick up the shield, I'll look up to I'll look up to Shraya. Um actually I can't use this anymore, or at least for right now, now that I have these tattoos, I kind of need one hand free to like do my motions and stuff. Would you, I see you don't have a shield. Would you want this? And I'll hold my wooden shield up to Shreya. I thank you for the offer. I not sure I would know how to use it. I'd have to learn how to wield this thing. Well, if you want to hold on to it, it's yours. Otherwise, I'm just going to leave it here. Uh, DM, would it cost me a lot of like movement to, like, at the very least, just um, carry no, this it's thing a, with it's me? a wooden shield. Um, so as long as you found a decent way to situate it, um, along with some possible light training with it, uh, you would definitely be able to carry it. Okay, great. Yeah, I could teach you. I could teach you how what Lake Day taught me here. So, you know, uh, we can go through a little bit of training, and I can teach you how to use it properly. It might be useful. I, in addition to being able to wield this staff to be able to defend myself, I would. You would look pretty cool. Not that you don't look cool already, but it would be pretty cool. Uh, as I examine the shield, are there any um, like? markings on it or it's a wooden shield but uh what is is there Blank. like any kind of insignia um yeah uh so it's basically just a wooden shield um and then on the outing outside face of it it has just like it looks like it was almost etched in um by like unofficial means <laughs> it looks like etched into it on the face is a a c and then a line going through it vertically kind of like uh a, the the scent sign if that makes sense and it just it just has that kind of etched into it and i'm like yeah that's all though other than that it looks like a wooden shield uh looking at the i would like and i sort of pull out uh one of my little carving knives from my like survival kit i may make some changes to the front of this to make it my own hmm. Hmm. You see, Flynn kind of—I uh, kind of like get kind of bummed about it. I'm like, uh. well, it's yours now, so you know, do whatever you want with it. I just want to make sure it keeps you safe. I do appreciate your generosity. After we find Chas, I also might want to find another place in town where I could craft some more weapons for myself. Yeah, I could use a place like that as well. Also. If you want, you can go fly up to that garden that you saw, and we can maybe snatch a few of those plants. If you want. I don't feel as uh, comfortable doing that a second time around. It was a little... I was going there out of necessity. I uh, needed a place where I could feel comfortable for a minute in this urban landscape. I have a feeling if I tried to go yeah, back well, there, I might be met with some resistance or some ill will. DM, do I know of that place? Have I been there? Do I know um, for from where get you saw him before? Flowers from that garden. Uh, that was a like a residential area. That was 
just probably someone's balcony. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it seemed like the garden made you feel better. So maybe taking some of those flowers around might be something you can use to calm yourself whenever you're feeling claustrophobic. Perhaps. But I also have this... This... Kind, shiny, new... Uh, toy to play with oh right boy. here. As I, as I refer to the <laughs> brazier and... and uh, Take it in and 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 also uh, rub my face against it a little bit. What'd you do, man? I told you not to mess with it. It's, <laughs> that's like the one thing I said. It's taught man. me many new things, and yeah, oh. I very very feel very attached to it now. Great. Well, that's great. I'm happy for you. <laughs> as I pick up my stuff. <laughs> Let's go this time. Actually, fine chat. All right. Um, so, so as you pick up your stuff, chat. actually, um, right as you get up and are about to walk off towards uh, finding chat, you hear a voice uh, deep within your head. Um, it's an unfamiliar sensation at first, um, as this has right. never happened to you, but uh, the voice is familiar after a second um, as uh, Malaru. And she says, um, Flynn... Come to my office. And then the message cuts out. I look around like, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> yes, ma'am. Be, be right there. Yes, ma'am. On my way. Be right there. Uh, sorry, we got to go. And I'll start heading right to Melaru's office. Okay. All, all um, right. Uh, let's go. Where are we going? Uh, boss lady. Oh. Yeah. Uh, do, do I need to be present for this? Maybe stand outside this time. Okay. So you head off towards her office, mm-hmm. um, and the uh, the door to the office, as you walk up, is just slightly open um, as you hear two voices talking inside. Um, you uh, know it's usually not custom to just barge into her, her mm-hmm. office. So you you stand there for a second and um, sort of listen into the voices. And you hear one of them say, I spoke with some fishermen who told me differently. And then you hear Malaru's voice. She says, well, um, we would have detected such a thing if it had come into Addersfeld. They are very dangerous and must be apprehended. Who do you think we are? Common bounty hunters? My interest in this conversation is wearing thin, so I would suggest you leave and hire a group of halfwits just like everyone else does. Let me hear. As you hear footsteps walk towards the door, the door opens, and out from the door, um, you see a dark hooded figure. Um, I'm going to have both of you guys make a perception check as this thing's hood is up. And I want to see what you guys uh, are able to see. Oh, perception. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think it's because Flynn didn't expect Uh the door to open so quickly. And he was like his ears up against it. And all of a sudden, he's like, and he like tried to like hide, but he's like terrible at it. He's like pushes himself up against the wall. So that's probably why this perception is so bad. I got a, I got a nine for perception. 
And as Shreya quickly darts in the direction of the hood, uh, whatever light has been casting upon the facial features or the form or the uh, outline of the person's body, uh, he picks up a few things really quickly. I rolled a 17. Or yeah, 17 total. Nice. Um, Flynn, you look up uh, a uh, very... Flynn, you see a very skinny creature come out from this door and you see from under the hood is a very dark complexion and you can see just from the top of the hood um, two little uh, points poking up from within the hood. Shreya, you very clearly see coming out of this office is a tiefling. Mm. Um, a uh, tiefling with uh, dark red skin and you can see underneath the hood as, as the light just catches his face um, you can see these uh, half of his face being this this dark red and the other half being um, uh, black from ash and from what appears to be severe uh, fire scarring that has gone across his uh, the left side of his face you also, with that perception, pick up a very slight glow from beneath the hood as well. You can't pick up where it's coming from, but you, amongst the the scarring on the left side of his face, somewhere in there, you see a very slight how, glow. How enclosed is the? Is this a hallway? How enclosed are the is the area we're in? Yeah, this is a pretty is this, tight hallway. Is this hooded tiefling heading toward us or away from us? Um, he bursts open through the door, um, heads towards you for a couple steps, passes you, and then is going to head on. Can I have tried to uh, whip out my staff and block it in in between, like block his way? Do I would I have had time to do that, or would he have passed before I would have the opportunity? Yeah, it was it was a couple seconds before he actually passed you, so you would definitely be able to do that. I am going to have instinctually whipped out my staff and thrust it across the passageway of the hallway and attempt to block his path. All right. And without even looking to you or making eye contact with you, um, he just says, Are you sure you want to do that? Drya, what are you doing, bud? I, I murmur under my breath to... Flynn, there's something not right about this person in this place. I say, what business what business brings you into this collective of Earth Guardians? I think that's what you are, right? Right, right, Flynn? Earth Guardians? Sure. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> spot on. Try, keep going, you're doing great. <laughs> he sort of cocks his head to the side a little bit and I need not answer to you. Uh, I'm going to, uh, like, clutch the staff and, like, close my eyes and pulse it uh, with its with its energy, not fully casting, like, shillelagh, but, like, prepping it so that there's a little vibration that comes off of it and pulses. Um and and then I and then I'm gonna attempt to persuade. Um, we need not cause a stir. We just want to know from where and to whom you serve. Perhaps our purposes could be aligned. 
and in just a, a very quick turning motion turns to you and you lock eyes and his eyes burst with this red glow and um, I'm going to have you roll a uh, constitution oh saving throw. A really quick check. Oh we God. got a short rest, uh, right? Yes, you did. <laughs> great, great. Just checking. Just, you know, unrelated. All right. I do not have any bonuses there. That's a straight 10. Uh, straight 10. Okay. Um, he turns to you, his eyes flash red, and you feel this chill go down the back of your spine as you take a step back and you have the frightened oh condition. You are now frightened of him. So you are no longer able to uh, move in his direction um, for the remainder of this. Oh boy. Um, what do I see? What does Flynn see? Um, you just see this figure turn towards Shraya. You see a little burst of energy from under the hood and you see Shraya like... Uh, almost stumble back and hit his back against the wall. Um, I would like to turn to the open doorway and look at Melaru and kind of give her this like, um, <laughs> Melaru, what, what, uh, what are we doing here? Um, you can see that the from where her office is, um, this is happening just outside in the hallway. She is unable to see what is going on here. Oh, is the door closed? Uh, the door is open at this point. You can see her her writing things on her desk. And she just doesn't seem to look up and see us? There was a noise when, when uh, well, obviously them talking, but also when Shreya's back hit the wall. Um, but she just didn't even didn't even look up. When I say that, does she say anything? Does, does she reply to me at all? Um, without looking up from her papers, she goes, Ah, yes, Flynn, please close the door behind you. There seems to be ruckus in the hallway. <laughs> um... Okay, yeah, I'll be right there. And I'll, t- I'll turn back around and uh, look at this creature. Okay, are you done? Can you go? Ask your friend that question. Try it. Uh, let, let, him, let him go, bud. I, 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 uh, be on your way. I shall not trouble you anymore. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate you letting me walk away. And he does sort of a a formal half bow and then he walks away, walks down the hallway. Have a a great day, sir. (laughs) Try it. What are you doing, man? You okay? You, You look spooked. You good? I don't know what types of associations this guild has with the larger world, but I, I do not. Uh, there's something, there's something odd about that being. Oh, definitely, he was super weird. But I'm in a place, and I got stuff to turn in, and I can't fight a tiefling right now with you, man. Right up front of my boss's office, it's not a. Yes, not a good look for me. Bad for you. I don't know what the word. Uh, so, you're standing in the. In the. Yeah. <laughs> Flynn, are you coming in or not? not yeah, be, be right there. <laughs> Listen, Trya, I uh, just want to say I'm on your side. That was super weird, but I just I can't. <laughs> I have somewhat changed my mind. Okay. Uh, will you permit me to join this meeting with you? <laughs> uh, give me one sec. Give me one sec, and I'll lean back to the right. Melaru, can can Shreya come in with with us with me to the meeting? 
Um, Flynn, I could not care less whether your friend comes in or not. <laughs> Try it. I think she, I think, yeah, you, you can come in. It'll be great. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I walk in. I'll give him like a little shoulder rub or not shoulder, like forearm rub. I'm like, it's okay, bud. It's okay. I'll give him a little pats. You're good. You're great. I'll walk in. All right. You both walk in and she is still um, writing in her notes on her desk and just doesn't say anything. <clears throat> and I'll close the door. <clears throat> Greetings, uh, Without Earthwalker. Looking up. My name is called Shrya. Thank you for permitting me to... Without looking out, <sighs> she raises one finger and just sort of starts wagging it back uh, and forth. Yes, uh, what does uh, that mean? I'm not familiar with... Just hand lingo. And I just stand there, waiting. I, I take the hint. <laughs> and she goes back to, to writing in her notes. And she says, um, just should be one more moment. Yep. And she continues writing in her notes. Mm-hmm. Doesn't say a word. And then from behind you, you hear the uh, handle of the door click open as the door behind you opens up and you turn around and um, Shrya, you turn around and you see a muscle-bound half-orc walk into the room. um, Walks in and uh, you can see that uh, there's a massive scar that runs over his face. And um, where it runs down his face from his eyebrow over his nose and down to his mouth, you can see right where it passes over his mouth, you can see one of um, his fangs that is coming out from his bottom lip um, has been uh, like chipped and come off sort of in line with that scar as if he's taken some sort of battle wound across his face that also took off part of his his tooth. Um, and uh, he walks in and the door slams open and immediately his, his presence fills the room around you. Um, you can see that there is a uh, massive greatsword on his back and you can see he's got a shield on his arm, um, very similar in make to Flynn's shield, but about four times the size. And uh, he walks in and as soon as he walks in, he puts his shield down on the ground and drops down to one knee towards the desk of Malaru. Sort of bows I poke his head Flynn and be like, uh, uh, "Should we? Are we? Uh, should we kneel? What? What? Are... Do I? Do I know who this is? Yes, Flynn, you do know who this is. You Tell know me. exactly who this is. Is it? So, uh, is it? Yes, this is uh, <laughs> Zukal. Oh God. Um. Uh, do I know if we need to kneel? You. You have never seen. Uh, yeah. People kneel in front of Malaru. I'm just going to slowly move behind Shreya's leg and hide. Can I take the hide action? Yeah, sure. Can I roll an action? <laughs> I literally want to hide from, from this. Okay, roll a stealth check. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, that is a stealth uh, total of 20. As I don't oh, even reply to Shreya, and I just hide from him and everyone. From Zorkal, from everyone. I just see him come in and I'm just like, oh, oh, I just hide. He walked in and 
he laid down a natural 20 perception check. (laughs) (laughs) So he makes eye contact with you immediately as you sort of pop back behind Shreya's leg. (laughs) And his gaze goes, as he's still kneeling, sort of he's catching you out of the corner of his eye. And he leans, he, his head turns a little bit more and catches the eye of Shreya. And he just, he looks at you and, <sighs> and then Mallory says, all right, now that we're all here, um, we have a, uh, unusual task, um, that I was just, uh, uh briefed on. Um, this, uh, is, uh, not going to be our usual, what we're going to be doing, um, just to keep an eye out, mostly, um, you are not going to be hunting a creature. This is more of an information-gathering assignment. Um, and uh, we're going to make this uh, a fun little competition between uh, the two of you. Uh, the first to find uh, two creatures who have entered Adersfeld um, uh, gets a reward. Get my favor for the day. So, mm. we are going to be going on this mission um, uh, of collecting information and... Um, we are going to be keeping this to ourselves. Um, the man who just walked out of the room, uh, he is also going to be looking for these creatures, but it's imperative that we find them first. Um, so any information that you can bring back will be rewarded on, uh, a small human girl and a large Goliath woman. Um, they entered Addersfeld together and, uh, we, uh, need to track them down and find them by any means necessary. (laughs) Um, Any questions? <laughs> uh, I'll look at Zorkal and kind of like, I don't know, I'll look, I'll peek around the leg of Shreya and say to Melaru, uh, why? Um, I am not quite sure yet on, on the why, but um, they seem to be very dangerous. And as I gather more information about them, um, I believe it will be imperative that we know where they are before this creature does. What? What, um, why, why, uh, uh, I'm just like, kind of like, I can't put together words. Um, um, what happens when we find them? Um, well, if you can bring them back here, that would be fantastic. If it, uh, deescalates into combat, um, just, uh, from the information that I have gotten, uh, about these creatures, um, prepare yourselves for uh, a encountering um, possible demon possession. Um, so, uh, whatever you need to take, the um, Iron Light Garden and uh, the library are open to you. Uh, do whatever research and take whatever uh, you need, but be prepared for any uh, any combat. Um, on okay. The creature that was just here that left is that being known to you? Zukal, any questions from you? I got questions from <laughs> Look, I have one of these too, you know. And I hold up the shield. <laughs> <laughs> Try it, that's not... <laughs> Try it. I'm going to have you make a oh, wisdom boy. saving throw for <laughs> Well, this is actually good. I wisdom saves I'm good with. (laughs) Yeah, that's a that's a uh, natural one. You have to beat an 18. That's a 23. Okay, 
Okay. Okay. Oh, oh my god. Um, so as as she she looks to you for just a brief moment, snaps her fingers, and you can feel your vocal cords just for a split second begin to sort of close as it's sort of the the ability to speak escapes you for just a moment before it sort of comes back to you. I'm gonna and 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 with the will returning to to my voice, I'm I'm gonna. Still being a little bit frightened from the previous encounter, uh, I'm just going to start shrieking. Flynn, I would appreciate you didn't bring your friend back here again. Thank you. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> and, um, ruthless. Uh, if there are no further questions... Um, get to your assignment and uh, coming back here. Um, if you come back with successful information that uh, leads to the apprehension of these creatures, um, I will mark this off as one point towards your um, indoctrination as a sentinel. Oh, man. Um, and if I don't find them? Then you go about your life as normal. Okay. Um, okay, can I go? <laughs> As I look you are at free to go whenever you wish. <laughs> okay, and I'll just go right. I'll like slowly move towards the door, open it up, look at Shreya, and give him like wide eyes, and like that, like all right, let's go, let's go. <laughs> and then I'll open the door and get out, and close it. All right, and <laughs> uh, before you close it, Zukal also gets up, nods his head towards Melaru, and um, walks out the door and heads down the hallway in the opposite direction that you guys just came from. Oh, yeah. If he would have gotten up, I would have waited for him to leave. Like, I'm not going to go in front of him. I'm like... Yeah. He is clear of the room. He's now walking yeah, down I the hallway. Like, give, him, give him, like, a like a shaky nod. Like, Zarkov, hey. How you doing? Good to see you again. As he leaves. Doesn't even try and make eye contact with you. Great. Um, and then he walks down the hallway um, towards where you know the garden to be. Okay. Um, yeah, so as soon as I then leave bring Shreya out and shut the door once again after leaving Miller's office. <sighs> oh, oh, man. Oh. Whew. Um, hey, man. Um, whew. Maybe maybe stay outside from now on. I swear I'm more comfortable anyway. Cool. Am Let's, I still uh... Uh, you are frightened of the tiefling, I'm but just, other, you okay, are not frightened great. of other creatures. No, it's just centered around that one creature. Would I know where Chap resides? I would like to go find him now. Uh, yeah, you know where his quarters are. I would. I will go that way. Is it? Do I have to go past the gardens to get there? Um, yeah. So it's on. Um, his quarters are on the exact opposite side of the castle. Um, so you would be able to. It would be an equidistant if you wanted to go through the gardens or around another way. I would like to go around another way, assuming okay. that Zorkal went to the gardens. I would like to not run into him. Okay. If I can circumvent right. that. <laughs> so you walk around uh, to Chath's quarters, mm -hmm. and uh, as you knock on the door, you hear um, from within, yeah, come on in. Now I'll, I'll look at Try and be like, hey, um, just chill out here. Yes, yeah, not a problem. For a second. Okay. And I'll open the door, go in, and close it. 
Hey, you're alive. Yeah, check it out. And I'll hold my hands up. Isn't it cool? Oh, very cool. Very yeah. cool. You get to use them at all? Yeah, I killed a plant thing. Oh, you got a plant thing. That's awesome. Is I got that- like this this weird half bull, half like it was this this weird sort of like aquatic bull no thing way. that came out. And yeah, it was it was weird. But That's insane. I got in there, I chopped its damn head off. So yeah. you know, <laughs> I I did a great job. Didn't almost die. It was so fun. Um, so much fun. Uh, Zorkal's here. You know that? Yeah, yeah. I I spoke with him earlier. I spoke with him about a couple minutes before I spoke with you. Cool, 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 cool. cool. Um, okay. Anyway, apparently, I need to find people. Um, and. I was wondering if I could maybe talk to you in confidence about it. Yeah, of course. They're in my party. <laughs> like, pretty sure. I'm like, pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> and so, <laughs> Melaru wants me to find them and take them here, and I don't know what they're gonna, what what's gonna happen to them if I do that. But it also gives me a point towards being a sentinel, and I. I want to be a sentinel, so I don't know what to do, chat. Um, what should I do? So I, I've just got, you know, just some, a quick math problem for you. So just in, like, number of days, how long have you known these people? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Feels like a long time, but a few days a week maybe okay a week a week okay let's let's be generous let's be generous and call it a week okay let's let's be just now how many how much time and let's measure this in let's measure yeah let's measure this in years how many years have you wanted to be a sentinel <laughs> more than a week oh no that's interesting so now if I'm no, you see now. If I get this right in my head, you've known these people for a week. Right, and, uh, I heard you right. Right, that was a week. Yeah, Chath. I'm just trying to. I don't know. I'm trying to make an adventuring party. And no, but give me, give me, give me one second. And he walks over to the corner and he pulls out his <laughs> uh, one of his notepads and he he gets a quill. He goes, "No, I'm I'm just having trouble on this, Matthew, because you see, I'm." <laughs> Yeah, I understand. You know, I just think they're, they're my friends. Oh, wait, no, I forgot to fa- factor in all the hard work that you put in for here. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Oh, so that's going to add a little bit more on that. I understand. And I kind of am just looking at the floor. Oh, but I forgot to I forgot to also add in how scary as shit Malaru is. And if she <laughs> finds out... That you are harboring people that she wants to find. What's gonna happen? Yeah, you're right. And I'm kind of like just kicking the floor. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know. I'm just, I don't want them to get hurt. Well, you're gonna have to make a hard decision. Because when you're out there on your own, not fiddling around with any party, but you're actually out there doing the work, you're gonna have to make decisions for yourself. I know. I know. That's what Victor said. I know. Well, I guess that's that. Do you know why she wants these people? This is the first time hearing about it. 
Have you ever seen a red tiefling? Or a shadow? I didn't see the tiefling part. Have you ever seen this hooded... You would have been able to, to okay. determine that that was probably a tiefling. You just didn't get the exact features that Shrine. I'll, um... Have you ever seen a red tiefling? With a hood and creepy, like, voice? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've seen a couple of them. <laughs> what do they want? Like, as a people, or... <laughs> I was like, I think this tiefling wants my friends, and I'm trying to figure out why. <laughs> I mean, if you'd like me to, to help, I can go tell Melaru that I'm, you know... I don't have anything coming up on my schedule and that I can, I'm free for whatever. And if she offers up the assignment to me, then I can find out more information. But at that point, I got an assignment from the Iron Light and I would have to go through with that assignment. Yeah. That's my job. So yeah. I, I would then be in direct competition with you and, and yeah. knowing what I know that you've told me in this room, I would be able to find them. Yeah. Maybe not then. I'll. I mean, Zorkal's already looking for them, I guess, too. And I know how tenacious he is, so maybe I just bring him in and hope for the best. Why? Why? They're just people. Apparently, she said there's like demons or devils in them or something. I don't know. I was super scared. I was. It was hard to listen. Zorko was in the room. I was. I haven't seen him in a while. He freaks me out. Have they shown any signs of demon possession before? No, just these crystals. What kind of crystals? I don't know. Purple crystals that have spirits in them, I think. Demon spirits? <laughs> you know, that tracks. <laughs> well, shit this might be the easiest assignment you've ever got well I mean I think we actually have them right now if she wants the crystals is that do you think do you think that's what she wants maybe I don't have to bring in my friends I could just give her the crystals if you think that that's the piece of the puzzle that she needs oh boy okay I'll have to think about it and figure it out Thanks for letting me chat with you, chat. This, you know, the only one I can really come to here now that Kaylin's not around. Oh, Is yeah. she here? Has she, has she, have you seen her? I haven't seen she her. She hasn't no. come back yet. I'm guessing she's on her mission still. I don't know. She got, she got an assignment out to the east. I, I don't know. Oh, okay. I haven't seen her. Well, if you do, tell her I made, I passed my binding. And I, oh, uh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure she'll ask. Yeah, give her a hug for me. Seems I like will. I might be leaving here soon. All right. Well, I guess I'll head out and find my friends and bring them here. All right. I'll see you soon. Hey, I'll see you soon. I'll head out. Hey, Shreya. Let's um let's go find our party. Yes, let's go find our people. 
might want to warn them that. Oh, well, I would have been a, I would have been privy because I was in the room with. Because I, I, I would have heard the assignment directly, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you were. Perhaps we should warn the tall one and the other short one that there's some danger coming their way. Yeah. I think that's a good idea. You still have those crystals? Yeah. I kind of flex out my wings back. I think they're in here somewhere. Like poking through the different like <laughs> ribs that I've like wedged them in between uh, wingspan ribs. Okay, Just keep them close. They're about as close as anything can get to me. Still confused. Like, is that comfortable? Do you feel like this? Oh, they prick and prod <laughs> me every now and then, but they're so yeah beautiful and fun to. And I actually going to try to take them out, look at them again. I don't mind. I worry about you sometimes. And I put them back away. No need to worry. All right, let's let's go. I got to show you this pastry yeah, shop. So hopefully there's one near a weapons district. Hopefully. And then, right. yeah, we'll head out. As you guys head out of the Iron Light Castle, um, we're going to go back to Olma, Kellick, and March. Um, Kellick and March, you guys are just approaching the outside of the temple um, as Olma, you are just heading out of the office within. Um, before I go, um, just a quick question. You guys seem like you're really smart here. You got lots of books. I have a friend who who really loved books too. Um, but I haven't seen him in a really long time, so I'm just I'm wondering if maybe you've seen him. Um, I yeah, I uh, I have uh, a very good memory when it comes oh. to faces. Oh, great, great, great. Um, I I can remember anyone's face. Okay. I've seen. Okay. So he's tall, um way taller than me, but not so tall as Kellick. So he's like this tall, and I raise my hand above my head. May I ask who Kellick is? Um, he's my invisible friend. Oh. I used to have one of those, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so he's not as tall as that. As that. Um, and I've but- actually, now that you say it, and he snaps his fingers, and a book from the opposite shelf comes off of the shelf and floats over and puts it down on the desk, and he says, I actually still have an invisible friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You do? Yes. Cool. <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, but back to my friend who I haven't seen in a while. Um, he's got like, um, he's got like mostly gray hair, but lots of black in it too. On some sides, like peppered in. Um, and and he's got dark these like dark 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 blue eyes, and he's old. So he's got wrinkles. When might have he come through? Um, I haven't seen him in, um, man, uh, not, uh, uh, just a little under a year. A little under a year. Um, but he's really, really smart and he's really, really good. Um, let me think for a moment. 
and he sits down in his chair and he takes a moment and he closes his eyes and you can see he's he's thinking and he's concentrating he says I remember a few faces that sort of match that description um he has was really it, high cheekbones and he taking that description in he waves his hands around as as a golden glow begins to to form in between his hands and a little uh, a tiny little illusion pops up on his desk of um, sort of a man from the shoulders up and he says was it this man and you don't recognize the man and he says, okay. And some of the features change and, and warp in the illusion. And he says, is this him? And you don't recognize the man. And he goes through about five or six that sort of match the description, um, just very vaguely, but you do not recognize any of these people. No, think so. My pleasure. If I do see someone that comes by that matches this description, is there anywhere that I can point them to? Not really. I don't have a home. Well, you're welcome here whenever you come by. Thanks. Maybe. Um, and I turn around and I walk away. Oh, uh, here you go. And he hands you the, the original etching of the paper before you walk out. And as you take it, you walk out to meet Kellick and March on the street. So the building's in one piece, then? Yeah. What do you think I'm going to do? Blow it up? Told you. I don't blow up all buildings, okay? I didn't even have to use any magic. I just talked. I'm very, very grateful to hear that. No trust around here. Um, so, um, the language was not, was not abyssal. What was it? Um, it was infernal, but it was really, 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 really old. And sometimes he says sometimes it's so old it can get confused with abyssal, but it was actually infernal. And and he said that if I found etchings like this in a wall or something like that on a tomb, it could have been hundreds of hundreds of years ago or even from thousands of years ago. That's how old the language was. DM. Yes. Would I know what what is the how how what's the like age of history texts in Elbor? Like how how far back do history books that I might have read go? Like when's the first documentation of anything? Yeah, so <laughs> there um, there have been documentations going back. Um, about let's see that would be about 15,000 years so from Alma's description this text might be prehistoric from what you got from Alma that is a possibility <laughs> okay he was gonna look through huh. some books um, to see if he knows more, but I think we should also look through books because he said that um, it's the language of devils. Yeah, so so it could have been 
like when devils were in like so the wolf could have been a devil and the crown could have hold, held a piece of that devil and curse and mm-hmm. and oh and our crystals our crystals are holding mm-hmm. souls which I think we already knew but he said that crystals are specifically made to hold souls versus crowns which crowns wouldn't necessarily hold the souls so like the crown probably just holds like a curse or oh. something but the, but the crystals oh, might hold mm-hmm did he, was he able to say what it said? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he said what it said. He was able to translate it for us. Um, um, he said, it said, In death, as in life, I shall serve the outcast. And that was the one that was like just for the big wolf boy. And then the other one, part of it that was on everybody said, um, May my end be the beginning. Sounds like really serious stuff, doesn't it? Just a quick note. Certainly ominous. That's actually the opposite. Oh. Oops. <laughs> just so, Reverse yeah, just that. Quick. The one, so. <laughs> the first piece was on everyone's. The second piece was just on his. Got it. Strike that. Reverse it. You got it. Right. So, the Red Wolf, when he died, that was the beginning of something. Uh, who knows what? But, as far as we know, the shadows didn't leak from the crypt until after uh, the goblins looted his his crown. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So what did his death actually provoke? And when did he die? Certainly a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Right? Before mm-hmm. any of the elves of Trias Commune were able to uh, get a lay of the land. It would appear. Maybe. I don't know, because it seems like we have more questions than answers now. Except that we know that the crystals have souls. Right. And those crystals are embedded in Trias' feathers. Uh-huh. But, but, he did say that it's very, very hard for the souls to get out. He said it's very, 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 very hard. Very hard. He said that if they're embedded in there per- correctly, that they're very much locked away. Un- and that, like, it's hard for the soul to ever get out. And that he thought that when it broke... It might actually damage the soul, but obviously we know that when it breaks, it kind of releases the soul. So who knows if another one broke, maybe we should break one. I think that would be inadvisable. Last time that that happened. Yeah. Well, maybe that one was just super, super powerful. Maybe this one's not so powerful and we break it and it breaks. You don't know unless you try. I don't know how much we want to find out. Commendable uh, uh, approach. Uh, as that may be, uh, Oma, I think. Uh, you think it's a bad idea. We might idea? favor caution in this in this uh, moment. Well, for, first we we have a lot to unpack here. Uh, the the Red Wolf was son of the Archfey Dalmak and father to the Fallen Storm, right? Uh, so there's another kid somewhere out there. There's a, there's there's another descendant. Of this Dalmak Archfey. So maybe and we if can. What you're find... saying is true. The Archfey may be in a, a misappropriation, or or it could be a half breed between an, uh, a Fey and Infernal, or I guess it could just be an Archfey that prefers to use Infernal. So, DM, do I would I have ever heard Archfey Dalmak referenced in any of my studies? Make uh, you can either no, just make a history check.
That is a uh, 21. A 21. Okay. Um, you would have heard this name just once. Um, it is not like a, uh, a very prominent historical figure name, um, but you had heard it within the context of a collection of Archfey. Um, as a group of Archfey that um, sort of um, attempted to shape some of the lands to create a home of their own, um, but then were overrun by the um, by a uh, a culmination and alliance of um, humans, elves, and dwarves that they uh, they came together and, and sort of ran this group of Archfey out, and uh, that's sort of the only context that you've heard but you haven't heard of Archfey Dalmok in his own sort of uh, context, just within this group. And, and what land, would I would I know what land that was that they were trying to reshape? Um, you would not, no. Even in, even like reaching your mind back to what you read about Archfey Dalmok, um, reaching your mind back, even that didn't describe where it was. Just the act of attempting to create and shape the lands. And I would have some sense that Archfey aren't present in the current, uh, like, religious structure in any capacity. Like, they're not... Like, none of the gods are, like, chilling with Archfey, for example. <laughs> yeah, that's that's correct. Um, they're, none of the old gods. With, with that role, there have been, like, reports of, you know, um, being visited by Archfey, um, sort of in a same context as you you read visitations by Archfey in the same sort of um, books and, and the same sort of stories that you hear visitations by angels um, and servants of the gods. Um, but yeah, not like you're not just going to see an Archfey walking down the street. Um, Kalik, do you think that the fallen storm is like a metaphor, or do you think it's like an actual lineage? Uh, it's too soon to rule anything out. But, uh, and it, it, the fallen storm isn't much of a moniker. It sounds more like a process. Mm-hmm. Father to the fallen storm. Son of the Archfey. So Archfey Dalmuk, he or she or they, I, I don't know. Uh, the only context I know of them is as part of uh, a broader collection of Archfey uh, that were, well, expelled from the land. Um, it's more of a, you know, not to be too on the nose, but more of a fairy tale than any sort of detailed history that I've read uh, but if that is historical fact then it wouldn't be too much of a speculation to think that there would be some vengeance that they wished for um, on this land so should we be worried about Corvin Amberstone Nah, I'm sure he's fine. Yes, yeah. yes, Olma, we should be worried about Corvin Amberstone. He so, had an empty casket. 
There was a great hulking beast walking around in the forest. Yes, we should be worried. Uh, okay, well, I only ask. I only ask because I'm just kind of confused now about next steps. You know, like, I don't really know what we're supposed to do with this information. And normally, I just get the information and give the information. And I don't really have to be part of the decision making on what happens with the information. And now I feel really stressed because I feel like I have to be on the decision making on what we do with the information. And I just don't have enough information to really be doing anything with the information. You know what I'm saying? March, when we first met, uh, the two of you wished to go to Adderfeld, right? Why? That is a question that a comrade or friend would answer, but we are not that, remember? Right, you're of no use to me then. I know my, Find I a home like... to live in here, and I'll deal with the gods. Ulma, you do not need to worry about making decisions. You're a child, and you should find a way to live at peace with whatever's going on with your third eye and your other various ailments. Well, but, I mean, I feel like when you met us and we wanted to come to Adderfeld, we just wanted to come to the next town so that we could, like, figure shit out. You know, I didn't mm-hmm. really feel like we wanted mm-hmm. anything specific. Um... Um, which, March, you don't have to be so nasty. Come on. Um, and I think that... And I just... I feel really bad, and, like, things need to happen, and I don't know what needs to happen. Should we find Flynn and Shreya and let them know what's going on? And then also continue to move? Yes. Do I see... Um, damn, do I see the other temples yeah looking around um this is a pretty open street um you kind of have to duck in between people um because this the street at this point is getting pretty crowded but yeah you can see all the temples okay do i sense anything odd or strange or weird in around in around in and around this area i'm gonna have you make a spooky vibes check <laughs> oh no oh, <laughs> oh <spooky> <laughs> Yeah. Well, Make a guys, spooky really vibe. It's really, really bad. It's wisdom, right? Or... Yep, wisdom. Six. A six. Um, there are spooky vibes all mm-hmm. over the place. <laughs> but no, from no discernible direction. <laughs> no discernible direction. <laughs> right. You know. Wonderful. I'm gonna. One thing I'm gonna at pick a time. My hood up and put it over my head and just make sure my little like um. Ribbon, leather strap is tied for my cloak and just kind of walk <laughs> to find okay. Flynn and Trya. D- DM, is there is there a place I, I would have visited regularly to get like uh, medical supplies uh, in my in my routine on this in this area? For sure. Um, so yeah, there are two two different places that you could um, potentially get them from. Um, actually, there. With you in your current position, there are actually three. Um, so you guys are currently in the Temple District. Um, the next district over to your left is the Military District, which, Kellick, you have passed through here before. This is where there is um, sort of a halfway point for um, the military of Ondale, for where they're being shipped in from other places. This is where they sort of come together, regroup, before actually being shipped out to the front lines. So um, you know that area pretty well. You'd be able to get some medical supplies there. Um, Off to your right is also the Upper Market, which is the... um, 
sort of the the fancier market for the upper class. Um, here you can find um, some more high end medical supplies as well as um, like magic shops to where you might be able to find some more you know healing potions stuff of of the more magic variety. Um, and then if you're just looking for the absolute basics, um, just like you know anything short of used bandages, you know. Um, that is over in the lower market, which is on pretty much on the opposite side of town. Uh, well, that's where I'd like to begin. Is I think we should resupply, regroup, and uh, figure out where to go from there. Um, okay, but I don't think we should be here for very long, so... I agree. Yeah, and I, I think there's um, some stuff we could use, so I, I agree. Where do you want to start? I hate to say it, but I, I think the upper market may be uh, what we should favor because they would be less likely to recognize me. Sure, sure. And also, we got this gold from Flynn, so that could be good. We have, so we, we can use that. We have a little bit of walking around money. So, uh, yeah. And then, uh, as far as deciphering this, doesn't give us doesn't give us anywhere to go. So, we'll just have to see. Uh once we've had a minute. Well, maybe Flynn and Shrya know more. So, so, so maybe they'll Perhaps. maybe they'll have some tips. Or maybe the secret is in the crystals, and mm. we just need to spend some time looking at them. Maybe. DM, would we have also? Would Kalik and myself also have been able to figure out there were spooky vibes, or just Alma? Um, I think Alma was looking for something specific. Um, okay. So. Just in in your because you guys had also walked around before, um, you would have been able to sort of pick up on everything that you wanted to pick up on. Fantastic! So um, you guys are heading off. Um, Kellick probably leading the charge off to the upper market, um, and then we are going to go back to Flynn and Shrya. Um, you guys just stepping out of the Ironlight Castle. Um, seeing the busy street in uh, ahead of you, um, the sun is just going uh, down over the horizon, off in the distance, casting these long shadows um, over the city as it is almost nighttime. Um, Flynn and Kalik, you would both know that um, nighttime does not necessarily mean everyone goes to sleep. There is a vibrant um, night community here. Um, there are people who, um, for lack of a better term, are nocturnal in this uh, in this city where, you know, sleeping during the day and then the night is where they come out and get their work done. Um, like, uh, uh, there, there are some occupations that just come and work in the night. Um, so, as the sun goes down over the horizon, um, you guys would all see as, as the, the light begins to fade um, from the sun, you guys all see these, um, these like, uh, these little points of light that you hadn't noticed before. They're these little, um, golden spheres, only a couple inches in diameter, but you now begin to notice them on the corners of almost every building. And looking around, they begin to glow a little bit. And as the sun continues to go down over the horizon and it gets darker and darker, the darker it gets, the more these golden spheres begin to glow. 
and some of them, them glow with a more yellow light. Some of them glow a little bit more green. Um, you guys, uh, Kellick, Olma, and March, you guys see a restaurant um, across the way that all of theirs are purple to match with the purple interior of their shop. Um, and uh, Shreya and Flynn, you guys are walking along and you guys see a magic shop off to your left that all of them are alternating between this this green that fades to a blue that goes to a red and these these points of light begin to illuminate the streets with this magical light. So, um, Flynn and Shreya, where would you guys like to head first as you guys are heading out of the Iron Light Castle? As we exit, Flynn probably for the first time looks conflicted. Um, kind of like to try it. All right. Um, let's, uh, it's kind of dark. I guess we can still see if the pastry shop is yes, open. Yes, I would very much like to try. You speak of them very highly. Yeah. All right, let's, let's go. And I'll start what walking towards it. What sorts of flavors it. do they have um, there? Almost like I wasn't paying attention, he'll forget and then look up. Oh, um, yeah, they have this lemon one. That's probably my favorite one. They have like a lemon, lemon, lemon filling. It's pretty good. Um, yeah, so we'll have to, uh, try that one. How, how close, how long is it going to take for us to get there? And it just keeps. Okay, great. It's just a couple minutes walk. Um, so as you, as you guys are walking along, um, Flynn, you recognize um, Patty's pastries off hey. to the right. Patty's pastries. Okay, so I'll. Uh, <laughs> is it open? Would it be open in this light? <clears throat> um, yeah, you've actually come here um, quite a few times after dark. Um, they stay open pretty late uh, into the night as oh. sort of like a, uh, you know, end of the night treat that people walk, they come over and get. Do they have a seating area out front that we can like eat, like buy our pastries and eat? I can't, like, what a. Yeah, okay, they've got cool. they've got a nice little uh, patio with some cloth overhangs, um, and yeah, just uh, like you know, cool. it's uh, it's a nice little shop with wooden tables. Each table um, has got a little um, uh, has got a little vase with some flowers in the mm-hmm. middle. It's it's kind of a little pleasant cool. pleasant shop. Um, Shrey, do you want me to get you a lemon filled pastry, and we can just I, I sit down and chill I for a bit? Want to sit and, and be on display. Uh, like I look over at the seating area, like does it look like any one of these seats or tables could really accommodate a creature like myself? Or there's there's one sort of near the entrance um, that has got uh, two chairs with backings on them, um, which probably wouldn't be sufficient for your wings. But then they've, it's also got two stools. All right, well, that That's... would fit you fine. I'll get our I'll get us a table if you want to go pick up the pastries. That sounds great. Yeah, I'll be right back and I'll head up to uh, the. And as I sit down on one of the stools, is this like out front, like in front of the? Uh, is it like an outdoor air seating area that's in front of the shop or away from, tucked away? Yeah, it's it's directly in front of the shop, just like I'm a gonna little outdoor patio. Sort of pan the rest of the street, uh, look around. What other shops do I see around the pastry shop? Um, here, it's mostly it mostly seems to be um, 
um, bakeries and you see like restaurants, butcher shops. Um, that seems to be right. where a lot. I'm of- gonna. Do I see any? Uh... You actually, you also looking around. Um, you see just huh. like some some very basic clothing uh, shops. Do I do I see any fishmongers? Uh-huh. All right. Make a perception Oops. check. <laughs> nice, nice. Actually, um, yeah, make that at advantage because the streets are beginning to clear. Um, so you can actually see the, the shops a lot better. That is a, a 21. Uh, 21, yeah, yeah. You um, you actually look over and you see a stall that's open. It's got um, one of those um, hinged doors that opens upward to reveal... Um, the shop inside that can also be closed to be boarded up at night and the the door is wide open and you can see um, dried fish hanging there from uh, hooks from the ceiling and wh- how what's the distance right across the street okay I'm gonna quickly right across give street. up our table I'm pulled over in that direction and I'm gonna go buy a fish because I'm really hungry Okay, um, you walk over to the uh, the stall, and um, over and it it's, seems to be abandoned. There's no one there. Um, you can see the the fish hanging from hooks um, on the ceiling, and the lights are lit. There are candles, but uh, uh, no one I'm seems going to be there. To wrap like a couple silver pieces and a piece of twine, and <laughs> I'm gonna. Over, do a little overhand loop. I'm going to pick up a fish and then hang the silver pieces where the fish was hanging before. Okay. Um, as you do that, you put down the, the silver pieces and you see in the wall next to where these fish are hanging, you see a knife that's been buried deep into the wall oh. with a note hanging from the knife. There's a like a half piece of paper that's been pinned well, to the, yeah. the wall with read knife. that. What? Yeah, you go over and read it. And on it you see uh scribbled in sort of uh, messy handwriting. Um this is not someone of letters. This is this is sort of a, a messy and, and quick note. Um and it says Ulma and March found your friends. Abandoned bakery in the slums, come alone. And that is where we're going to end this session of Venture Forth. What? Thank you all so much for listening, and we can't wait to see you all again next week. What? <laughs> I'm sorry? What? <laughs> hey, I'm Russ. I played Flynn on Venture Forth. Thanks for listening. Make sure to subscribe to know when new content and episodes are released, like after the final roll. Also, if you want to help out, leave a review or visit our Patreon for exclusive content like videos of us leveling up. And until next time, bye nerds. (laughs) 